The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. The World Wrestling Federation, for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Women! Are you ready? Welcome to the New Gen on Mission podcast on the North South Connection. I'm Tim Slavka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we're on a journey to relive the new generation era to find the best and some of the worst of a time, wrestling time period often forgotten. Brennan Shaw Survivor Series 92 to Brennan Shaw Survivor Series 97. Look beyond just the pay-per-views and examine the weekly TV, see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How you doing? I'm I'm good. Fresh off uh, the uh, wait, wait, two, 2023 Royal Rumble. I was lucky enough to be with a couple weeks ago. So uh, it's just to see the product different between a, a 2003 Royal Rumble and a, and a 1994 Royal Rumble. But... Uh, both great in my eyes. <laughs> so yeah, how was that? How was the experience of a rumble? Is that your first rumble? A second time. I went to the other oh, one okay. that was in San Antonio too. So gotcha. uh, yeah. first time seeing a women's rumble. Um, you know, you the, the the fun of it is definitely the countdown. Like you don't know who's going to come across. So that yeah. I think what you do is kind of good. Uh, sometimes on the women's side, I feel, and I'm not the the greatest watcher of pro wrestling current product. Right. Uh, so right. But that. I feel like there's a lot more unknown people, it feels like, in the crowd. Not that the men yeah. didn't have unknowns. Uh, and, you know, maybe that's just cutting the field back to 20, which I don't think they would ever do, but it might help, you know, the product out, just given the time allocation on, on Raw and, and SmackDown isn't 50 50. So, um, but they were both good. The women's was a really creative ending. Uh, the men had a lot of good spots. Brock coming out was like uh, huge, and the world's yeah, title match. Crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. The world title match had a good swerve at the end with, uh, you know, Sami Zayn and stuff. So, uh, f- fun stuff, fun weekend to be with a bunch of people from PTV and the North South Connection and, uh, uh, f- fun little break from work. So, I- enjoyed it. Um, and a awesome. fun experience. Yeah. The, the Rumble's a, you know, you know, bucket list type item that everyone should try to go to. It's, it's just a different experience. Um, the countdown and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And then you got to see, I mean, that moment with, Zane and, and Reigns. I mean, that's like an all-time moment already. So you got to see that live. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, for a, I mean, I, I knew what the bloodline was and followed the storyline somewhat, but it it didn't really matter. It, it the crowd was all bit into it, and everyone you know stopped what they were doing. Like that was kind of the end of the night. You know, it's like okay, everyone, it's late at night, like time to get going. Everyone was just like waiting on on pins and needles of what was going to happen. So really good, right? Um, really good there. Awesome. Uh, that today is a sad, sad day in that it's the first Sunday without football. And it really, really felt bad. My son was like, what games are on? I'm like, there's just no more football. This is I it's, know. It's tough, tough, tough sledding right now in the sports world. Uh, yeah, it, it, this is, uh, I, I guess I'm going to start watching like Yellowstone or something, I guess. Like, <laughs> I started it. I'm like, I guess I'll start. Everybody keeps talking about it. I guess I'll just start watching it. I just started it too. 
Oh, did started, you really? I'm on like episode five, maybe. My wife, oh, okay. we, I watched with her. She's like, I don't even know a single thing that's happening. So I think we're either right. gonna have to rewatch her or I'm on my own. That sometimes just happens. Like, yeah. she's not paying attention. I'm like, all right, I'm just done with you. Like, I'm flying by. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't read yeah. up. I'm like, we can't watch the same episode seven times. So. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the that's the hard part is when you know, like, my wife's doing the same thing. She's on episode three. I'm on episode one, and I'm like, you're taking three weeks to get to episode three. I'm gonna pass you. Like, there's yeah. No it's just gonna happen but such is life when you're married you know yes yes uh yeah but and i love college basketball but it's the dreads right now because it's like yeah you know it's kind of mid-tournament so like a loss doesn't really matter in their conference you know my purdue is number one they lost indiana but they'll probably still win the big 10 so it's like these games kind of don't really matter and you're getting you know if you're even if you're a bubble team, you can make a run in your conference tournament to still make it. So it's like this is kind of a dread of of sports yeah. right now. So yeah, it's it's about it. I mean, the the Pro Bowl is a sham now. Yeah, uh, baseball doesn't really get going for like another month as far as spring training goes, and then right. Yeah, it just it's. I don't know. I, I, it's just going to be like a dead period for a little bit. So we'll have plenty of bring, uh, bring back the XFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll watch the XFL instead. Yeah, so we got 94. Okay, so we're br- we're breaking in a new year. Uh, so we're starting 1-1 Superstars, of course, tape back on December 1st um, <laughs> with this one. So we're going to get uh, four you know four episodes just like we do, two Raws, two Superstars, leading up to to pretty much uh, SummerSlam, or sorry, Royal Rumble, and a, and a big one with the Raw that we get the first year anniversary show. So pretty mm-hmm. fun slate coming up today. Um compared to maybe some of the other ones. Even though Rumble Build's been good, some of the episodes have kind of lacked anything big. So uh, fun, fun little shows we got coming up today. Um, so yeah. like I said, we start, we start with the 1-1 1994 Superstars. Uh, that's the air date taped on 12-1. But, of course, that, that can't <laughs> – that's not how the episode starts. You, you see Stan Lane and Vince McMahon, and then they throw randomly to a – Match between Gorilla Monsoon and or with Gorilla not with against Gorilla Monsoon, Gorilla Monsoon right. and Jim Ross on a terrible green screen, pretending like it's live from the arena. Uh, but they got Lex Luger and Jack, uh, Quebecer Jack. Um, it's really weird in the fact that this appears to be from the Wrestling Challenge taping, and why this would start off a Raw or sorry a, a Superstars like it's really bizarre. So I I, I can't figure out why. Uh, they kind of went with this way, but it's a fun little match. I don't know if you want to go or I can, I can go through it. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so just to piggyback off what you were saying, um, I noticed the same thing. Like they had the wrestling challenge banner up in the arena. Um, they, they open with Vince and, and Lane and throw right to Gorilla, like you said. And it's just weird. I, I was trying to piece together why they did this. Um, I don't know if it's because of what happens on like our second raw episode if they're trying to like build an, I don't I don't know. They're just trying to build more intrigue behind the Quebecers maybe. I um, I could have figured it out. <laughs> I could have yeah, figured that, it out. It made it made no sense. Know. But it, but like the the show itself opens with Jacques coming out saying he's not gonna wrestle Lex um until he sees a doctor's note like saying that the plate is out of his arm. So it's like there's definitely some kind of an angle they're building here. Like they, they added that to it. So either Either somebody wrestled that they didn't want to show anymore or out of order or some, you know, botched match or something. I think something had to happen for this to come out the way it did. But um, on to the match. It, it was a pretty solid match. Um, I thought the crowd was really behind Lex. 
Um, and I do, like we mentioned, Gorilla and JR. I like the combo of those two. Um, and like, especially JR, the, his last few appearances, like he's been like really up in his game and kind of like, um, taking, like, I think he's feeling more comfortable in the WWF. Like it's not really his style per se. Um, but he's, you know, getting his feet wet and he's kind of getting used to calling this kind of, of, um, a company or, or promotion or whatever. Um, Luger does eventually win with a forearm. And then after the match, like he beats Pierre as well. Like he pins Pierre, which is weird. So it's like, he just kind of like just shits on the tag champs, which is, I mean, I get you're, you're keeping Luger hot or whatever the, with the whole petition to get in the rumble and everything. Like you want to, but you don't have to do the tag champs. Like you could have done well done. Like well done could have been <laughs> sacrificed. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. And then he grabs Johnny Polo and knocks him out too. So like, yeah, the crowd is going crazy um, for the wrestling challenge at the match that this is, but uh, it's just kind of weird how they, they're, they're killing the Quebecers like that, like just having one guy just destroy them like that. And, and I guess you can say the the forearm, you know, being illegal kind of supersedes all of that, but just logically it just kind of really didn't sit well with me killing the Quebecers, you know. Yeah, I mean, I thought the crowd was super hot for this uh, match, uh, like you kind of mentioned. The ref gets knocked down. They kind of do the switcheroo. You know, of course, Pierre's 50 pounds heavier than uh, the bouncy, so right. it doesn't really work. Um, it, Lex actually goes, one of my notes was Lex actually went for the elbow, missed it. Gorilla Monsoon goes, there it is. It's the, it's the elbow. It's like, uh, then Luger does it again, and Ross is like, oh, that's the real elbow. It's like, clearly... <laughs> probably why this match <laughs> probably filmed five times and they finally got it. This is the best version of it because right. there are botches everywhere, but the crowd was super into it. Uh, I, I thought Polo took an amazing sell job on the, on the, on the, um, on the elbow as well. Uh, you know, just crowd super over looked Nate Luger. I thought looked amazingly strong. So I'm guessing that's what they were trying to do was just get more. They probably, as they were filming stuff, I said, Oh man, we have nothing with Luger looking strong. Let's get a match. Mm-hmm. Let's get a match over there. Let's have them beat up a, a team that kind of is, you know, why they're strong as the tag champs. They've kind of been kind of fluky and, uh, you know, kind of like goofy with their stuff, like leaving the ring and switching the guys and pole getting knocked out. Like it gives them a little maybe more credibility than giving well done, you know, over. Right, and, it, right. you know, I think they're really trying to build up a Luger as like the standaway favorite. Cause I wonder here if they thought Brett, like it was going to be a tie. Like I wonder when they kind of went, oh, sorry for the spoilers, but you know, I wonder <laughs> when they, when they went for that, like if this was all going to be Luger. Cause like if it's, if you're going to say Luger's going to win the Rumble, like this makes him look awesome, right? And the crowd was off for him. I think they did. I think they did think Luger was going to win it outright. Like, I think that was the initial push. Like, like to have the whole petition with Jack Tunney for him to yep. get in the Rumble and, and all that. And, like, I, I think for sure that was the way. And I think they probably wanted to go Brett Owen um, at Mania, Mania and just leave yep. it at that. Like, those two I, matches instead of do, like, the whole tournament thing. Yeah, I think that's got to be. I mean, I think they just probably said, "Hey, we, you know, they film these things and they go back through, and it's like, oh, you know what? We probably don't have enough for for um, for Luger. Let's let's have him look really strong. Who can we have him look strong over? Oh, here we go. There's one for, um, you know, let's get him over the Quebecers, who again have probably they've taken a lot of losses like here and there. So 
Again, mm-hmm. makes them kind of look a little silly, but th- th- this kind of been their whole stick, right? Of of them, right? So, uh, good little fun opening. Again, kind of weird. It starts off your superstars. A really long match too, like two or three segments with the, uh, you know, Jock leaving. So it's probably twenty five minutes in that match. Uh, then we get a Razor Ramon don't smoke ad, which is just <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> knowing uh, you know his exploits. Exactly. Uh, and then we start with the Head Shrinkers. Uh, the the first true superstars match is the Head Shrinkers. Like I said, twenty five minutes in, they do an interview, which you know, kind of the pitcher and pitcher interviews. I feel like we've seen less of those. I thought those were always like a staple of superstars. I feel like they've really not done as many now. So I wish they'd bring those back. I think they add a lot of character builds, but basically the whole interview is to mock them as being stupid and not understanding the rules of the Royal Rumble. Um, the standard squash, they just beat the hell out of the guys, uh, the jobbers uh, to win. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a Razor Ramon interview. Uh, and he talks about how he's going to miss his gold. Um Oh, he's missing his gold, and he's got IRS to blame, and he's going to get it back at the Rumble. So, fine interview, you know, again, kind of randomly thrown in there, but uh, it is what it is for, yeah. a, for a few that's not, no one's <laughs> right. going to Right, like, it, it just feels like it's a placeholder, and, and the main story is the yep. Sean and Razor, especially with Sean's stuff <clears throat> wanting his IC title. So, yep. um, just, just feels like we just need to get past IRS right now, yep. and then we can move on. Um so after that, we do get a Bash and Booger squash uh, with the whole kid announcing out. This uh, was quick, thank God, because I just I'm I'm over Bash and Booger uh, right now. We, like he, don't worry, we got a lot yeah. of them coming. We got a lot. I know, of them. I know. Yeah, I'm just ready for him to go. Um, who I'm not ready to go is we get a little vignette of uh, Sparky Plug again, kind of showing him at the racetrack, which is kind of cool. It's like. Like like the live action shots kind of thing of the vignette, not like some overproduced thing. So, yep. um, I'm kind of liking those. Like I, I want to see. I don't remember him like when he first came in. Like I'm kind of foggy on that. So I want to see like how that is introduced and how over the top they go because I'm sure they do. Um, and then we get a uh, Owen squash where uh, Brett comes out to accompany him. Like the you know they're playing back up that they're like a um, combo unit here. They're not really um, bickering anymore. They're just kind of like in, in full support with each other. So you're kind of, you know, buying into that. Like you're, they're playing it off well. Um, and Owen wins with the sharpshooter too. So kind of like his little homage to Brett. Like they're just really getting along and that story is really progressing here. Um, and then just to finish out the show real quick, we get a uh, Ludwig Borga squash, which is, I don't know if very uneventful would be something I could say. Like, I'm just not in the Ludwig Borg at all anymore. Like, I just feel like his character is just dead in the water. I don't know about you. Yeah, he's definitely lost some steam uh, with no real feud. I thought they could have – they started with the Tatanka stuff, and the past couple weeks have kind of gone away from that. So uh, I know they do announce maybe here or there – that he's going to fight Tatanka at the Rumble. So right. I think they could have added something here with Tatanka, but they really added nothing. Uh, and I also, on my th- Thurman Sarpy plug, I like that name so much better than Bob Holly. Like, I was so pissed when he changed his name. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really love the Thurman Sarpy <laughs> plug. I thought it was a way better name. Um, and then Barry Hardy, uh, is who the guy that Owen faced, is a ridiculously looking jobber. So I, I ask everyone to look him up. He just looks ridiculous. So, um but I agree. They make it seem like it's a tag team match on the Hart Foundation, and then just Owen jumps yeah. in the ring. So I thought that was pretty cool uh, the way they did that. 
Yeah, I wrote, I like started writing my notes that it was going to be Hart Brothers versus, and then I saw Owen get it. I'm like, oh shit, it's just a singles match. So yeah, I actually wrote Hart Foundation. So I don't know if they said that too. That's my notes say the Hart Foundation. So I, I didn't, I, maybe I don't know why I put that if the, the announcer maybe didn't announce that, but I, I had the right. notes, like the Hart Foundation, Brendan Owen. And then it's like, oh wait, it's just Owen is a single. So, uh, and then only other th- note I had from here was that they did the Rumble report. Uh, I have the full list later in the raw one, but they mm-hmm. at the end of this they announced that only three spots are left. So at this weekend they're kind of saying, "Hey, only three lot three spots are left." Yep. All right, so we'll move on to to raw. This was taped on December thirteenth. Uh, so going back, right, and this is the one three raw. So raw is now even falling into this trap of a month old. Uh, we we kind of talked about this last time how the holidays kind of screw everything up, but still we're we're a month we're two weeks away from the biggest pay-per-view and we're having a raw from a month, month ago. <laughs> All right. Uh, they start off kind of with the Yoko building up the Yoko and uh, Taker. They show Paul bear and, and Taker working on the coffin. Then they have uh, Yoko come out for a quick squash um, throughout these squashes. They've been, you know, either Taker shows up. I don't think he showed up for this one, but they, they showed highlights of him showing up at a different squash on the jumbotron so really try to 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 really kind of uh, get the fact over that Yoko is deathly afraid of coffins, caskets, or uh, the taker. So decent start because you're kind of building up the big the big title match, um, but nothing else kind of to add there. Yeah, um, just wanted to add that Johnny Polo is on commentary for oh, yes. the Raw, so um, he does add something like I, I really like him on commentary. Um, just as an act altogether, like he's been killing it for me. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I love how this Taker Yoko dynamic has worked. Like to me, Yoko being so scared, um, it sucks having him as the champion, not being like this dominant heel, like kind of like how yep. Vader is. Like, yes, but, but if you're, if you're going to do it this way, at least you're building legitimacy with Taker. And I don't, I don't feel like Taker's ever been this, I don't know, um, Felt like like a main eventer this much. Like he, he's had the title before and didn't feel like as much of a main eventer as he kind of does right now. So um, I really feel like they're doing a good job building him into the main event scene. And then um, speaking of future main eventers, we got a little quick little interview with Luger regarding being allowed in the Rumble again, and he just struggled through this whole thing. Like he was so good on the mic for the uh, like the SummerSlam build. And even kind of going into Survivor Series, he, I, I don't know if it's because it was so like cut and dry what he was, you know, doing like what he was building to that he was just able to run with it. But yep. uh, this just felt so unnatural. Like he was so kind of just all over the place. Um, I don't know. He just seemed very nervous or or something, but not not his best showing. Um, then speaking of uh, not best showing, we get uh, Bigelow and. Fashion Booger, so the random pairing here versus the Smoking Guns. And my first note is uh, I hate this pairing for Bam Bam. Like, I really hate what they're doing to Bam Bam now. Like, I think and just just mentioning Vader, like, it's another guy. He's this huge, uh, athletic, dominant heel big man, and they book him with comedy acts. Like, he's booked with the, the shitty version of Doink. He's ver- booked with Bastion Booger now. Like, I don't know. He's just, he's really just, they're doing him no favors. Um, 
But I did like seeing the guns in there with two big guys and like two names like that. Like, you know, they, they've been somebody like with the atom bomb treatment, like we wanted to see them work with somebody. So this was kind of cool. Um, then like eventually Bastion Booger kind of goes out of the side and he's like infatuated with Luna and it pisses Bam Bam off and like he attacks him. So the guns win by count out. So it really just turns into like a nothing match. Um, smoking guns win and now Bigelow and Booger are kind of pissed at each other. So yeah, not, not the, not the best match, but I guess we get a little match out of it that no one really wants to see either. So. Oh my God, this thing. All right. Yeah. So I got so much, I got a couple of those. Just, uh, the crowd was so dead for this. Uh, again, just the fact that it's the end of it, the third hour of it, well, third raw taped at this, this taping. So of course they're doing it. They talk about how the guns have been teaming up for a while. I was smoking. I was supposed to be brothers. I assume that's the case. So I was confused by Vince's commentary there. Right. Um, he, he, Vince just constantly rips on Booger for being fat. I get, like, I think the Bastard Booger was kind of be like, he showed up out of shape, but, like, why is he still around? Like, if he's just a fat slob, like, unless he had guaranteed money, like, just fire him. Like, this act is nowhere. I I put the Bam Bam actually by himself was doing really well in the match versus Spoken Gun, so I thought that part of the match was good, but the crowd was dead for this. Uh, Luna, again, not running away. She was rubbing his hump early on, which, again, was disgusting. Uh, And then Booger goes for that kiss, and then... She kicks him in the nuts, which is great. And my last one was this poor Bam Bam. Uh, 90, 1987 was teaming up with Hulk Hogan. Now he's got Doink and Dink and Bastion Booger. And uh, I, I this last comment, I'm, I don't know what I wrote down, but I put somehow that they have partially due from Vince. I have no idea what the hell that means, but I wrote somehow that down. It must have meant something back when I was watching it. But I was just like, this starts off the new year, and this is the hot feud. Like, what a disaster we're looking forward to in 94 that we're starting off the brand new year with this feud. So Right. And it's just, like, Bam Bam in general, like, he gets the Taylor push or whatever um, the next year, but that doesn't really go anywhere after that. Yeah. I just feel like they never gave him like, he gets into ECW, and he's automatically a badass. Like, he's automatically yeah. vaulting in the main events. He gets into WCWs with Goldberg. Like, you know, it's just they really dropped the ball with him, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so we get the then we get the Rumble report. Uh, the Rumble intro music's got this, like, crazy techno music, which I'm not really sure about it. Um, so I'm going to read the participants real quick just to kind of get, get – so we got 27 okay. at, the, at the report. Bret Hart, Crush, Kamala, Owen, Doink, Mabel, Scott Steiner, Shawn Michaels – Diesel, Adam, your boy Anna Bomb, Bam Bam Bigelow, <laughs> Macho Man, One Two Three Kid, Fatu and Samu, Rick Steiner, Bob Backlund, Greg Valentine, Billy Barkon, the model, Bastion Booger, Marty Janetti, Moe finally makes it, Jeff Jarrett, Ludwig Borg, and Tatanka. And they also mentioned that Ludwig Borg and Tatanka are going to fight each other uh, as like an added match based upon what we saw a couple weeks ago from Superstars or Raw. Right. Uh, they're going to end the feud there. So I thought. Uh, you know, good listing. We kind of got everyone named. Uh, some, you know, some surprises on there. But Backlund, Valentine, some people that like are they're really gonna win this match. But you know, Bastion Booger, someone like uh, you know Jeff Jarrett, so mm-hmm. uh, Doink, uh, but and Kamala, like. But I think overall, pretty you know, every other guy I kind of mentioned, we hit is a pretty strong guy. You know, Bret Hart, Crush, you know, Shawn Michaels, Diesel. You know, even Adam Bomb is. We haven't seen him in a while, but you know, had been built up. Macho Man, we got we got some studs in there. Uh, so yeah, it's not just it's not a, a garbage rumble uh, in my eyes. So yeah. pretty cool. They kind of got everything lined up. I think a lot different than when I went to the rumble. 
2023, and it was like, oh, there's only 19 people announced. And I get the, you know, mystery that's kind of now on it, and then everyone just talks about, oh, I, I read this dirt sheet, or I read this dirt sheet, so I... But right. there's, you don't need 11 mystery guys. No, like, exactly. I think this kind of adds to it. You know, one is kind of fine. Like, I'm kind of fine with not doing any of the mystery guys because sometimes they kind of suck or just like pointless, like Booker T's this year. Well, I was, was, I was like, just okay. about to say Booker T, yeah. It was an okay moment for him and like that, but like it serves no purpose. Like, he, was on the you know pre, I mean? he was on the pre-show. Like you, yeah. you've already seen them too. So Yeah, it serves no purpose, right? It's like, okay, Booker T's old and could still kind of, wrestle like mm-hmm. you know it, it adds no storyline or anything so uh kind of like they kind of have everyone announced you're kind of ready to go for the rumble yeah and, and one thing about like the names because i wrote all the names down too and I, it might just be like my ocd i don't know if other people think like this yeah. but i hate that they'll put um like for instance they'll put fatu and samu together they'll put the smoking guns together but then they separate Mabel and Mo. They oh, I was pissed about that. Scott yeah. and Rick Steiner. I'm like, why, why, why? are you separating those teams? Because when they say Scott Steiner and then they go to HBK, it makes you think Rick Steiner's not in the Rumble. And then like ten names later, he's in there. I'm like, what yeah. are they doing? Like, I don't, I don't know. It might just be me, but that's something that's you know bothers me, I guess. Um, Todd Pettengill also spelled his name out like Jeff Jarrett, so that was kind of funny. That- that was kind of funny. I, I like Todd Pettengill. He gets yeah, to a lot, but I, I think he's, yeah. I think he's, he brings a lot of excitement compared exactly. to like, there's a r- report and I forget which one because I don't always take these notes, but Ross does, Jim Ross does the rubble report. It, just the energy comparison is, is unbelievable. Like you want to buy from, from Todd. Ross is just kind of doing the motion. So right. like, yeah. uh, you want to get the next? Uh, yeah. Second? So then, so we have, uh, Jeff Jarrett versus a jobber here. Yep. And he comes out like the purple on purple tights, so very flashy. He's um, doing the strut down the aisle, you know, really playing it up. Um, gets that jump in GT again for the win, which is just so weird for me to see him doing that, like, yep. as a finish. Like, I, I've always thought figure four or stroke. Um, and then after that, we get a quick replay of the Marty Gennetti versus Johnny Polo um, little feud they have going on. And then after that, Kid comes out with Marty to confront Johnny Polo. So, like, Kid, it's it's kind of weird because like Kid's like in his wrestling clothes, and then Marty Jannetty's wearing like this hat, this jean jacket. Like he looks like he just came off a bender. Like he's just, yep. Um, it looks like he's like escorting his little friend out there. So they um do announce that they're going to challenge the Quebecers next week on Raw for the title. So pretty big match set up. Um. You know, and, and Polo does accept, which is cool. Like it's, it shows that, you know, they're, they're kind of wanting to build this, uh, one year anniversary raw with something at least. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's just nice to see that they put like the young guys in the, in the forefront with like kid and, you know, none of Jacques not the youngest, but you know, the Quebecers are a, a nice little team they've been focusing on. So. Tag titles aren't aren't Vince's thing really in this era, so to highlight that was kind of cool. And yep. then, uh, do you want to grab the last one? Well, I got uh, yeah, we got Shawn Michaels versus Bob Backlund lights. Uh, I literally <laughs> yeah. thought it was Bob Backlund at first. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, and during this, uh, Jock actually calls in and says that, uh, or, or, or I forget how they do it, but basically, Jock basically says, hey. Uh, yeah, we're not afraid of one, two, three kid and Marty Jannetty. So they kind of, they kind of, um, they kind of elevate that. And then, um, the Vince also announces with, oh, this just in like terrible acting by Vince, that Bam Bam Booger and, 
and and uh, Bastion, or sorry, Bam Bam Bigelow and Bastion Booger are going to fight next week as well. So right. uh, pretty cool. They're building up this one year anniversary. Kind of my notes there. Kind of say you know it started out hot in the Manhattan Center, and then once they left that Manhattan Center and getting these these like terrible three or four week tapings, they've really lost a lot of steam. They had a couple of good ones here and there. But uh, it's kind of cool that they're building it back up as something big. Kind of don't really remember it being a big thing, but with these matches now, it's kind of kind of psyched for this raw that we're going to cover next. But uh, I thought they did good. Good half of the back half of this was pretty well done of raw. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't as slow and plotting as as some of these have been. So. Yeah. Well, it just builds up. Okay, like fine. You're coming off the. You're they they know they're in a taping, so that's fine. You have mm-hmm. some old stuff. At least you're building up something that's kind of like intriguing. Uh, well, I think that's. I think Jerry Jarrett. He's got to be you know in the booking committee right now, especially knowing what happens next week. I know for sure that was like his call from what I remember. Okay. So maybe this is like his laying out of the show. Yep. Um, it's more of a smooth progression throughout instead of like. You know, something big happens, and oh, here's a jobber match for right. Well, here's three jobber matches in a row with nothing in between. You know, so. All right, so we move to the uh, one nine uh, superstars taped on. This is December fourteenth, so still taped last year, but that's kind of kind of it. So I love this arena for superstars. This is uh, Lowell, Massachusetts. So I, I think this one has a cool look. Definitely has the ninety three, ninety four. Uh, I think this is where it's Tonka lost to Ludwig Borg. It's definitely like a classic superstars uh, location. Uh, it starts with our boy Jack Tunney uh, announcing that Luger's in, and he's also got the two Jap- Japan greats, uh, Tenru and Kabuki, are both getting basically as a, a uh, coddling of Cornette that if Luger's going to be in, he'll give Master Fuji uh, two uh, guys as well. So pretty cool start. Uh, Tony's terrible as always, uh, but at least announces that Luger's in. And then we get an awesome match. Uh, Yokozuna versus two jobbers. Um, they, they talk during the match a lot about how this used to be like Andre and that Yoko was kind of like a similar Andre the Giant. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the best comparison ever, but, you know, they're. they're I see it, though. I, I see it, but, I mean, I feel like Andre's way above, but I, oh, I like it. I like, right, I like it as far as, like, bringing up that, you know, Andre used to do these matches and Yoko's just as good. Right. I, I, do, I do know that Yoko's starting to look a little bigger in my eyes. Like, I just thought he looked fatter, a little slower. But this match was awesome as far as just, like, the destruction. He does the double bonsai drop on, on the two guys. The crowd audibly does multiple rest in peace chants and audibly just gasps uh, when he's about to do the bonsai drop. So, Really cool match. Something we we haven't seen Yoko a lot, but I thought they could have done this a lot more uh, as far as this beat two guys up. Uh, it's a great gimmick. It really puts over the jobbers as well as just, like, loose henchmen. Um, and that was an awesome start. I don't know if you had anything to add yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. so just quickly with, yeah. with them adding Tenru on, like, he was nobody. Like, I don't know how much you've ever seen of him, but – He's like a legit all-time legend. It's crazy. Like he's just this like thrown-in um, yep. guy in the Rumble. So I know he's not really treated with that either. But um, like he is legitimately one of the greatest of all time. So um, I felt like they could have built that up a little bit more. But yeah, this Yoko squash. Like I, I just put like this is the stuff I loved as a kid. Like right, Yoko coming out killing two guys. Then you have like the. Bear and Taker shown building the casket with the lights going out, like all the theatrics, like this whole segment 
um, just was awesome. Like it's, it's, it's something, it's not like a, I'd, I'd rather watch stuff like this than, uh, today's raw of like, you know, four star matches in a row or something like that, where it's yeah. just the same thing. But I, wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even say they're four star matches. They're like two and a half stars with just two name guys fighting, but for no reason. Yeah. Right? Like, got, yeah. Right. Like, right. There's just two hours of that straight, right? Like this is yep. build. You, you don't have a big payoff. Like you can have a match with someone else later. Like, mm-hmm. but you get a lot done with it and just using jobbers, like I said. Yeah, it just builds a story and it just keeps you interested the entire time. Like, you like, you want to see where it goes. So, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, after that, we, uh, we get Jeff Jarrett in a squash match. So this time he's coming out with like the Clemson purple and orange. So this was a really, uh, bright, uh, attire choice here. Um, he wins with the DT again. So it's kind of keeping him strong. Um, I think, I don't know if it was this match or the first one where he like looks in the camera and says he's coming after, I think it was Macho Man maybe. Macho um, Man, yep. Yeah. So, so he's done a pretty good job being consistent of calling out a lot of the main guys. Um, which kind of leads you to believe he's a main event kind of guy, even if he's not yet. Yeah. So they present him that way. Right. So, so that's pretty cool that they do that. Um, so after that, we get uh, JR with some words with IRS and Razor. And like I said, I'm just kind of waiting for this match to be over with to get to what we really want to see. Um, you know, not that they're doing a bad job. It's just the timing's bad. Like IRS just does not uh, need to be involved with Razor, especially when he's on this like trajectory to go to Sean. So, yeah. Um, and then just quickly after that, we get Brett, Brett versus Jobber. So this also has like the special announcer. Um, and that's kind of like the roles reverse here. So he's coming out with Owen by his side. Um, and he does like a quick squash here and it's kind of cool where they, um, love it. Like, yep. like the, on the, on the Jumbotron or whatever, Owen's like, you know, showing him how good he is and everything. It's just really playing it up, you know, how they're supposed to be getting along. So. Owen's just doing an awesome job, like yep. carrying this, you know, pretty much. So, yeah, well, I know, I, I know, uh, I forget how old I would have been here. 11 year old me would have, uh, was believing this big time. Like, I, there was no doubt I thought they were winning the tag team titles. Like, I would have right. put my, my, ho- my parents' house online saying, yep, that's a <laughs> slam dunk of the year, right? Like, yeah. But looking back, it's amazing how, like, Owen's just, like, constantly, like, oh, look at me. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so good. It's so well done. Um, really heavy handed on everything Owen does right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a great stuff there. Yes, Jarrett did mention Macho Man. I think in the Raw one too, he, he keeps going as well when he goes on the, before his match, he kind of does the pre match promo, it's kind of like, I don't know what you call that, but he kind of gets on the mic and talks himself up before the matches as well. Uh, it's also weird, the, then like some of this is where the taping like doesn't make sense. They have a Quebecers interview immediately following the Bret Hart match. Like if they're in the same arena, like why are they not meeting up to each other? Like right. I, I I don't mind it when it's like other times we've kind of mentioned how they like do a really good job of like a promo for someone and then have a match, but they're literally must have walked past each other in the hallway to do these two segments. It's like I would rather them do the segment at the end or something, but like it's kind of silly that like the Quebecers talk trash on the Hearts. They could have come out to the match. The Hearts could have came out, but like they do nothing. So there's a pointless interview with the Quebecers. They, the Quebecers definitely uh, – are, are they supposed to be brothers? I was kind of confused on this. 
whether they are or not. They keep mentioning their their brothers, but I don't know if they're supposed well, to be. So what it is is in in the with this interview, it's that Ray is Jacques' brother. So okay. So and I think I, I'm I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure they had real like beef with each other in real life. So. Okay. Um, when he mentions like brothers don't always get along, and he looks right at Ray. Got it. So okay. kind of, I think I think that's like his little his little dig at his own brother. So yeah, I was just not sure on kayfabe that the Quebecers were supposed to be brothers, but I didn't really pick up that on the the with this brother there. So that makes sense. Uh, and they do mention they're going to fight Marty and One Two Three Kid on Raw. So again, good there, plotting for a, you know another big match of like, hey, we got the hearts, but we'll take these other jobbers. Uh, next week right. as well. So, uh, and Paul also yells about Luger, which again, I think is a good job about, you know, keep building up Luger, uh, is, you know, the guy to win right now. Looks like the guy to win the Rumble. Um, and then we got Razor Ramon, quick little match. Again, IRS kind of with an inset promo, kind of does, kind of adds nothing. Um, and then, uh, we do get, uh, real quick, uh, uh uh, so we've already had one segment with Yokozuna and Taker, and they come back and do it again. They kind of show the highlights from Wrestling Challenge. This, this is my note says this is the best work from Stan Lane. I think it really kind of mocks Cornette with the word casket. I thought a really good segment, this one. They've shown it a couple different times, but a really good segment with, you know, Yoko, you know, doesn't want to hear the word casket. He, he acts really scared of it. Cornette asks so sleazy and is just like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Everyone has fears. Um, right, and I, right. And I thought Stan Lane played this well. It's kind of like the way Bobby Heenan would kind of throw, do this thing. I thought Stan Lane, for kind of being a nothing guy so far, I thought he did really well in this in this interview segments. Yeah, I agree, definitely. So and we got, okay. um, yeah. So we don't have we to cover that, this. Another we don't have to cover this. We don't want to. The Rumble Report. Oh, you're you talking about the Rumble Report or the no, the, the last match, <laughs> the last match. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. Good. Uh, yeah. So quickly, we just get a, uh, another rumble report, kind of just running down the 30. Um, and then Luger kind of just, you know, gives his thanks uh, for letting him, you know, be in the match or whatever. So he's still kind of nervous. Um, and then, yeah, we get uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus a jobber. Um, so the first half of this was good. So Bam Bam Bigelow is like really charged up with. Like some of his slams and everything, he's like kind of stiff with them, and, and the the crowd really gets into it. Um, and he looks like a little bad. He looks like a badass, like like what he's supposed to be. Like like I said, like what Vader is in WCW. Like like if you're watching the two shows, which you know some people were at this time, uh, and you see Vader come out there and just destroy guys all the time. Um, he's not playing like this, you know, bullshit game with with jokes and and all this stuff. Like he's just killing guys. He is so credible. So like when a Ron Simmons or a Sting overcomes him. It means something more. Um, Bigelow comes out. He's killing this job. Or he just destroys him. And then all of a sudden, Doink comes out. And he, he distracts Bigelow. And they do the thing where he pushes him over Dink. So little ass Dink. Like, like I don't know how Bigelow just doesn't just trample him on his way down. Um, yeah, it's a dangerous spot. Yeah, he just goes ass over tea kettle. Then Luna, like, they slip on these marbles that they laid out. It's, like, really, like, oh, oh, my God. Like, this is the doink that people shit on. This is the doink that ECW make fun of. Like, this is just so bad, and I feel so bad for Bigelow because he's just so misused here. Um, Yes, terrible segment. Like, oh, man, I just, I really hated this. Like, 
I hated it more for Bigelow the character than I did like a, an actual execution. But even then, yeah, like, it was just really bad to watch. It was it was rough. It was rough. Uh, yeah, it was it was the Marvel thing was just ridiculous. It's like okay, people really don't follow Marvel. I mean, maybe you could, but it's like right. that's not the it's like the Home Alone. Style yeah. like whoa, right, like, right. Well, like, like you're like, on roller skates or something, right? Like, yeah, right. It's it. like ice or something. Yeah, it's like okay, I get it. They're slippery, but like Bam, Bam is like three hundred pounds plus. Like one little marble is not going to take him out. So, uh, really ridiculous. Uh, and and end of superstars. So, uh, again, poor Bam Bam. Uh, to kind of end this end this episode. Yeah. Uh, else. No, no, that closes it out. All right, so then we got. Uh, you want to do some quick plugs, and we'll move on to uh, the the new the anniversary raw. Yeah. So uh, again, just want to give a shout out to the uh, North South Connection YouTube channel. Like, yep. really want to direct people there. Um, uh, it's pretty cool, like just to see the guys kind of like you know you can kind of see their reactions to certain things. Like I know there was a theme song uh, draft that was really good. Like I thought that was a really good idea. Um, but yeah, like. Um, you got, you know, Wrestling Warzone, they're coming up to the, uh, they're going to come up to like the first ever Raw I ever went to as a kid. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, like hear them talk about it with the, you know, Clash of the Titans, Billy Gunn versus Bart Gunn. So. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get, we're going to get there eventually. So you got, we got time. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. But yeah, just, you know, uh, just check out the, the YouTube channel for sure. Like I said, we, we got something every day of the week, so even if it's not on YouTube, we got a pod for you if you uh, can't watch on video, you know, covering everything, AEW, ECW, uh, Monday Night Wars, you name it. Uh, even, you know, after the pay-per-views, um, you know, the guys for Final Wrestling Place do uh, viewer's choice. So, like, you know, current day stuff is covered, clothes lines and headlines. Um, they cover, you know, they're doing it on the YouTube channel, too, so... Uh, anything you want, we name it. Or anything you you want, we got it. So, yep. And then uh, just I'll, I'll plug it again. We got we got returning Cronoso, not daily but monthly. Uh, and then February, uh, two weeks or so, mid February, uh, we're dropping WrestleMania three. So, uh, plug it along uh, through 1987. So, kind of just a change of the way doing it. So, I have daily, you know, kind of monthly podcast but uh we're kind of into a big one uh here with wrestlemania 3 so fun stuff great of ryan to put that back together and kind of moving along in there so like you said stuff every day um every day dropping at least at least one episode on the podcast uh probably one usually one youtube or every other day probably youtube video dropping as well so right. great stuff on the north Scott connection as long as the place the original place to be and the pop experience so uh we'll move along yeah. to the okay oh, I just want to mention one thing too that I forgot. I'm killing myself for not mentioning the last pod. I know it's kind of like late and out of the out of the news, but uh, R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. Um, like the thing, oh, yeah. you know, the whole accent and everything. He was easily my favorite tag team of all time. Uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, singles wise. Like just a, a horrible tragedy, and just want to make sure I give a shout out there because you know he's, he's one of my favorites. So. Just had to give yes. that. Super sad. Give that some super, love. Yep. Super, super sad. Uh, so yeah, we'll move on to Raw. This is the live one year anniversary, uh, taped or should say January 10th is the date of it. It's also live this one. So 
should be awesome. Uh, the crowd is awesome. I think this might be the best crowd ever. Ton of confetti, glitter yes. everywhere. And it starts out with Macho Man coming off. Just my notes here. He's just so over. I don't know what Vince was thinking to get rid of this guy. Um, but Macho comes out, gets in the ring. Vince mentions how Jack Tunney gave a one-time stip, uh, stipulation change to let Macho be a commentator for this. I don't understand that ruling at all. Jack Tunney's a terrible president. Um, right. So, so, so here first. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Macho's going to do commentary and uh, just makes it feel like a big deal. And, again, he's just he's so over as he comes out. Um and they announced Vince announced the uh the two big matches for tonight that we'll have Bam Bam versus Bastion Booger and, and the tag team title match we've kinda of mentioned a couple times, Marty Gennetti. One, two, three kids versus Quebecers. Uh you wanna take that one? I feel like this this has your, your yeah. Level up. yeah. I don't mind uh, jumping in there with some of the notes as I have too. Alright. So yeah, so first off I just wanna say I love these this kid and Marty pairing. So yep. um when like a few years ago, like there's you know I've I've watched like uh like I have these discs of like highlights of years and stuff, and I was like, kid and Marty, like that's so weird, like it just doesn't fit. Like when I saw this match, but when you see the kind of build and like how it's organic, like it comes together so nice. Um, I really love this pairing and like how this match came together. Um, and these two like teams just fit. Like it feels like kid and Marty should be. Like, like they could have made the new rockers out of these two, um, instead of like yep. Al Snow and, and giving that some light. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yep. they, they could have made something like a legit team with these two going forward. But there was a, uh, there's a, a hot start to this match. Like, you know, the young, young, the more athletic guys versus the more grounded power technical guys, um, which is pretty cool. Um, yep. kid ends up getting a win, but it, the decision gets reversed. So they kind of go to break and, and the match is still going. And this is like, I didn't realize how long this match had been. Like once this, this is, you know, in the thick of it. And I'm like, that's when I know this really hooked me. Cause I'm like sitting there. Yep. Like, wow. This is like, you know, on Peacock, it hits those little breaks or something. If you have like the, the cheaper, no ad version or whatever. Well, I, was like I get the ads kind of thrown in there. Yeah. Intermittently. So it's like, man, it's, that's like twice now that that's happened. Or, yeah. And like, or the, or the commercial break or whatever. I'm like, this match is going kind of long. So, um, this is still, it's, it's really good. Like, and then eventually Jacques hits this, uh, hits kid with this nasty pile driver and then they hit like their cannonball top rope move or whatever it is. Um, they try for like a second time and then Marty just comes flying in and knocks Pierre off the top rope, which usually don't see the baby face do. Like usually you see him like play by the rules. So that was kind of cool. Um, then kid finally gets the hot tag to Marty and the, the crowd really comes alive. Like once Marty's in there and he's kind of taken over the, the crowd starts to get into it. Um, they do this like assisted suplex for the, for the, uh, win. And like when, when they win, the crowd just goes crazy. It's like this huge moment. Like this yeah. match is like, I, I, it's one of the, it's, it's probably the best tag match we've seen since we started this. Um, it's one of the best matches overall, I think. And I just feel like, I don't know. Savage added a lot too for being a babyface win. Like, like Savage is always like the guy that you know backs the babyfaces, so he gives them some credibility. Um, yep. Then they like run off in the crowd. That just makes it even better. Like it just seemed like like from top to bottom, this match was so good to watch. I really want people to, to like 
check this out if they can because it's it's a match that no one really talks about. It's like Marty uh, Marty Jannetty, one two three kid. Like what are they doing together kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then Quebecers also play their part so damn good. Like they've just been on fire these past like three or four months. So yeah, Great I, I think all that. I, yeah, I thought all of that. I mean, the fake title change in the middle is amazing. Um, they, uh, one, two, three kid, I think is just a great bumper as well. Like, that mm-hmm. was a great high flyer, but he's a great bumper. Like, he, he takes it like, hey, he acts like the moves really hurts to, with right. the size. It makes him look credible. Um, you know, like you kind of mentioned the fake title change. The, the foot was on the rope. The crowd, they, they had a ref come out, right? Which we never see. Like, oh, you know, his foot was on the rope doesn't count. Like, I sometimes hate that with wrestling. Like you just kind of make the rules up as we go along, but I get it. It makes, it makes storytelling better than just having the same finish every time. Uh, the finishing movie kind of mentioned the suplex. I, I thought it was a little weak compared to the rest of the match. And my notice is because Pierre's so fat. I don't think they can, right. Marty can really get him up. Uh, and then Macho coming in to celebrate, like he j- leaves the, 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 the announcing booth and like jumps in the ring. And then I don't think they were supposed to, but they just ran through the crowd which is uh, pretty awesome. Like, I, mm-hmm. it felt like they didn't, were supposed to do that. Like, they just decided to go through the crowd. Like, it was such an awesome moment. The crowd was going nuts for it. I, I really want to see what this this uh, team could be. Like, I don't remember what the kid does over the summer. I'm sure Marty gets fired for drugs sometime because, as is tradition. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it would be cool to see if this team goes anywhere. Like, it's it's an awesome team. They get the crowd right up to him. Like you mentioned, Macho gives him credibility. Marty has credibility, I feel like. And one, two, three is kind of gaining it. So, um, awesome match, like you mentioned, eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. Uh, per history, WD, this isn't on anything, which just feels weird. Like it feels like this should have been on a bunch of like, you know, compilations or stuff. Uh, yeah. Because that type of match. Um, and and then my note is this: like this is what I think of a Raw. Like we've kind of been listing it a little bit, and I wonder how many times in '94 we're going to be like, "Yep, this is an awesome moment of Raw." But like this is one of them. Like this is what everyone comes to think of like early Raws is like mm-hmm. these random title changes, these like kind of fluke upsets, these kind of like big match feels that kind of no one expects to be a big match. You know, kind of talk, we talked, you know, those show highlights of it, but the one, two, three kid versus regional, like that wasn't supposed to be a big match, but like everyone remembers it. Like a lot of people, I think like kind of know about this title change, but I wonder how many times we'll, we'll, um, you know, kind of have that happening. Well, I, like, think about it, too. Like, the Quebecers and the Steiners had that really good match, that Quebec province rules or whatever yep, match. Yep, Like, the Quebecers are the team that I think most people thought the smoking guns were early on. Like, right. they're the ones that's holding this division together. Like, they're the ones that are kind of just, they have the most highlights, and they're just carrying and building new stars in the division. Like, I just feel like they're the ones that kind of, um, you know, smoking guns maybe later on, 95, 96 are kind of the stalwarts, maybe, but... Maybe. Like right, yeah, yeah. Even even then, it's a big maybe, right? But like right now, it's it's the Quebecers. Like I, I'd have them even ahead of the Steiners as far as um, overall what they've done and and kind of what they've meant so far. Yep. Uh, and then we go to uh, so th- sprinkle throughout this, we get highlights. I kind of mentioned this, but they get highlights of the best moments of Raw. The first one we get is Razor Ramon or one two three kid beating Razor. Just perfect timing, right? Of of, uh, you know, you just saw one, two, three kid. I like right. that. Um, then I have, the, here's the rubble report. Again, my note, Ross is too low key for this. Like really kind of bland, boring, um, as he talks compared to Todd. So kind of gives us the same rubble report. We talked about superstars, including that Luger's in and Tenru and Kabuki are, uh, the great Kabuki, I should say, are both in the rumble. And then we get a quick Ludwig Borga match. 
okay, fine, they're going to build up uh, Luger during this, and they're also going to build up this match with Taka. So a good coming down, you know, like let a you know kind of typical setup that they do a lot of times, have the baby faces win a big match, then come back with kind of a uh, new heel that's very strong and, and very powerful. So you know, good good come down match after after that. Um, and then we get the ta- then we get Undertaker coming out, a rare match for Taker. Probably was like what second or third Rumble or Raw match we've seen. Yeah. Um, and you know they show a bunch of different highlights of him. You know, in in the working on the coffin or caskets. They also show him from Superstar showing up on the video screen, like you mentioned earlier, uh, and just kind of a quick Taker match, but a, probably a pretty cool moment for the live crowd to keep them invested before our last match. And, you know, definitely a guy that like, Hey, we haven't seen a lot of, but now that he's in the title picture, like, okay, let's bring him out here. Let him do a quick squash and, and, uh, really build up that Yoko taker, uh, you know, casket match. Yeah. First one taker comes out. I, f- I feel like he just feels more legit. Like he just, like he's a, a, a star now as opposed to an attraction. Yeah. Um, and then like, there's a part where like the, the jobber like dead asses him when he goes for the choke slam. Like it's really like he barely lifts him up off the ground. So like when Taker yep. does the tombstone, he jumps into the tombstone instead of just a normal one. So uh pretty cool finish there. Fun little squash. Um and something that's not so fun. Next we get uh Bam Bam Bigelow versus Bastion Booger. Uh Bam Bam jumps him at the bell, so like Bastion's got the 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 jobber entrance, like he's already in the ring. Um, so, you know, Bigelow's just kind of taking over. Bastion Booger finally gets a little upper hand and Luna lures him outside. So he's kind of like following Luna again. Like they're going to play that, you know, trope, I guess. Um, so then once he does, Booger, Booger, or sorry, Bigelow kind of rams him into the steps and starts taking over. Uh, it throws him back inside and gets a headbutt for a win. So nothing crazy. Like nothing, like. So random. Yeah, it's just like okay, like you did, you went through a tag angle splitting up just to come to this match. Like it was almost like a squash. Like it was a squash, right? And then even afterwards, like Booger gets up and still wants Luna, and she like slaps him. So yeah, very weird. It's almost like a it's almost like a Luna face turn on that one on the slap. It's like you this loser is still going after you. Like get away from him, but like good for her. Like it really makes no sense. Yeah, so then after that, we get um, Johnny Polo and the Quebecers come on saying that they, uh, you know, they're pissed about the title loss, but that they do have something written in that they will have a rematch at MSG, which I think is like the next night. Um, so they're going to face Kid and Jannetty there for the title. So quick turnaround for them. Yeah, yes, they said their manager is so good, Johnny Polo, that he got them a return clause. Like, it's pretty well done. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. manager knows what he's doing. Uh, then he got us a return clause. They kind of like really pump up their manager there, which I like, you know, kind of like we've kind of talked about. They kind of, we, we haven't talked about that much, but like Cornette, they kind of really bring up the fact that like Cornette, like screwed, uh, is a terrible manager to Yoko. Like he kind of screwed him. Right. Uh, they kind of do it differently here where they're saying, Oh, Johnny Pole is such a great manager. He's, he's got our back. He knows what he's doing. So, um, and then we have the raw anniversary cake. Uh, they're about to do a big, uh, anniversary, uh, celebration and Macho Man gets ready to blow up the cake and IRS comes down, which now somehow IRS and Macho Man are feuding. I, I don't understand this. I must have missed something. 
Uh, I think they have a match. I think they have yeah, a they have a match. But why they why they need a match next week makes no right. sense. Right. Right. Like that's what I'm, that's what I was confused about. But of course, uh, the cake goes to IRS's face, makes him look like a fool. Mm. This is the guy supposed to be the next IC champion. Exactly. It's always feuding with Savage and getting cake in his face. My note exactly is like, why is this not doink? Uh, as much as I don't think I want to see Bam Bam like yeah. degrade anymore, like this is a doink skit. Not a match exactly, exactly. and not an IRS skit either. So uh kind of a weird ending, but it kind of brings with the celebration theme. So it's not terrible, but it's just kind of weird, right? Like don't understand why Macho and IRS are fighting, but they will next week and IRS is covered in pie, so uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's 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 a, that's a good that's a that's a good uh audio bite there. An IRS is covered in pie. So. <laughs> well I, I did uh wear my IRS shirt. I well I own two IRS shirts and I brought them to the rumble and I got a lot of <laughs> a lot of commentary from people saying, Oh nice IRS shirt, nice IRS shirt so I was I was living that guy's uh gimmick all, throughout the weekend at, at the San Antonio Rumble. So well, did they um did they glow in the dark with the Mountain uh, you know, Dew? Well, the second shirt I wore to uh, the actual Rumble is a definite knockoff from China of something. You know, it doesn't uh-huh. have like enough logo. It right. does have like the coloring of that, but we were kind of far back that we would have known it. Uh, right. but, you know, the Mountain Dew uh, match, uh, right? Pitch black or whatever. Pitch black, yeah. It, it, you could definitely see people's shirts. You know, I think there was a clip of the guy in the green shirt that's like up front that like you could see him clearly. So. Gotcha. Uh, some, something different every year with uh, Bray Wyatt. Right, right. So, uh, should we move on to awards then? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, really fun, really fun Raw to end it. I know the, we shit on the Bam Bam Booger match. It just doesn't really make sense, and just we're kind of disappointed in Bam Bam. But it, it's a marquee match. It, it, you know, it is what it is. But it's an end to it, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a fun, a fun Raw with. You know, between the the title change, the Ludwig Borga match, seeing Taker, like that was a really fun Raw. So, uh, let's move on to awards. Uh, we got okay. most new gen outfits. Um, so Chris Duffy had an outfit that was kind of cool with weird knee pads. I almost mentioned okay. him as a jobber, but I'm I'm gonna go with Jarrett and the the Clemson yeah. orange and purple. Yeah, it, it, yep, that's that's who I wrote. I wrote it right away. It's it's, it's got to be Double J. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's outfit. He might win for the next like seven months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's gonna be a while to beat him, especially. With, I don't know if he sticks with. He kind of does the white for a long time. I feel like uh, maybe he'll go to the app of these like alternating colors, which I love. I, I, I think he does that more. I think white is mostly WCW. Okay, like, okay. I, I think he does do a lot of colors for for at least a little while, at least ninety four. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, he's the, every time he comes on that, it's gonna be tough to beat beat him. Right. Uh, we got most new gen performer. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Kid and Janetti. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. I, I think just like that tag team, I, you made a great point. Like, why are they not the new Rockers? Like, whether you give them that name again, they, they should have. They should last right. longer. So let's see how they go. But they're definitely over. They definitely have a cool funk to them. They bring energy, and they're just both great wrestlers. So, uh, worst match or segments? Oh, booger! Are uh, actually Bigelow and Doink's interaction. I'll go with that. All right, you'll go with that one. I'll go, uh, I'll go, I'll go Bam Bam. I'll go Luna and, uh, Booger on the outside. Cause oh, that was God. just annoying. Oh, like, yeah, touching the I mean, hump and everything. Top of the hump, that was gross. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, best match, I think. The tag match. Yeah, tag definitely. Match, yeah. Really hidden gem. Uh, you know, four star type match and with the crowd reaction, everything, just a classic raw moments. 
stock up. Stock up is uh pull on the Quebecers for me. I'm gonna give it to Luger. I thought he looked really good and strong in that match against the Quebecers. Uh and we kind of mentioned it. Like he, he looks like the guy to win the rumble. Uh like right now if you were to ask you. Like I think he, they position him well, like kind of sneaking into the rumble and you know, kind of getting in there. I think he's positioned to win it all. Uh anyone you have stocked down this week? Um uh, Bash and Booger. No, I'm gonna say uh Borga. He's just he does not like like in this couple little interviews, like he used to be really into like the whole anti American thing. He like he would have intensity. He just does not seem into it and his character's flat as compared to Tatanka who's like all into it and feels like rejuvenated. So I'm I'm gonna go with Borg on that. Alright. I was gonna put Jack Tunney, but he's already pretty low. I'm gonna give Jim Ross. <laughs> just because we talked up Ty Pentagill that that I you know, to make a note that this interview is terrible. Right. Uh, Rumble Report's terrible. I think a guy that's got less than uh, there's some guys missing in this, uh, but I think they try to want to really drive this special raw, so they really spend a lot of time with the Quebecers and Bam Bam and Booger. Like, we didn't see a lot of people, like, no Diesel, Shawn Michaels, like, guys we've seen a lot of. Uh, so I'm not right. going to knock anyone for that, because I think they really try to build up the raw lead, you know, like, reading for the anniversary special. So I'm not going to ding anyone this time for it, but. Uh, great, great anniversary raw. Some good build. I think the Brett and Owen stuff is, you know, A plus stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quebecers have been great. The Luger Quebecers match I thought was really fun. So fun little, you know, interwinking and, and definitely bringing uh, a lot of goods to this Royal Rumble coming up in a couple weeks. Um, so a couple of episodes left before we get there, but it's it's right around the corner. So really pumped for it. Yeah, me too. I, I'm. This is. Probably the show I've been looking forward to the most that we've done so far, at least. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I, there's so much story into it. Yeah, and this is one of my favorite pay-per-views ever, even though, you know, we'll get, get to overall of it. It's the first one I ever watched live. Like, it means a lot to me. So right. I'm, I'm excited about this. This build's been pretty good. And just, like I said, looking back at it now, it's like I would have thought I was in love with Brett and Owen. Think of this like the greatest tag team ever, and now I love it for a different reason. Like, right, that's they're, awesome. They're like, yeah, so it's like kind of cool to look at it that way. Um, I'm kind of wondering like the Taker stuff. Like, he kind of looks like he's gonna win. Like, Yoko's so afraid of him. Uh, right. Well, I thought they've done pretty well. So I, I, I think they're they're pretty well. The only one that I could guarantee wasn't gonna win is IRS. Like, they yeah definitely yeah, haven't flat. haven't matched his level against Razor. So. Uh, but the other two matches, I definitely would have, I definitely as a kid would have thought that way, and I think they've done a good job doing it the other way of, of you know, the Quebecers winning. Right. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, all right, so we got, I think, a couple more episodes. We got a couple more episodes next time. I'm not sure if there's a Royal Rumble, like, uh, spectacular or anything like that. I'm not sure. I'll look I don't around. know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't remember that. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll look around, but I think we just got a couple episodes left next time, and then we'll be at the Rumble the following the following time so uh by end of end of february we'll kind of be through right 94 so uh thanks everyone for joining listening rating reviewing and i really appreciate all the feedback and uh we'll see you in two weeks yes sir